0: You don't know my
1: To episode 44 of the Wing and a Podcast. I'm Ali, he's Alex, he's Andrew. Gentlemen, last week we saw another just professional, amazing display from our dear friend, our dear GM, Howie Roseman, and just a spectacular display of what it means to draft and be sort of the talk of the town. How are you guys feeling after this week?
0: Feeling pretty good, man. Um, I think Howie Roseman has gotten a ton of flack on how he's drafted before, so there's always that moment of uh, uncertainty heading into here. But I think Howie did the right thing, and by all accounts, every major sports outlet, USA, Fox Sports, all of the uh, all of the the mock draft sites gave the Eagles the highest grade in the draft of an A plus um, to say that we did it right. Doesn't mean it's always going to pan out correctly, but I think Howie Roseman wasn't trying to act like the smartest guy in the room, wasn't trying to take a unique angle like those Jalen Rieger over Jay Jahl or J.J. Athega whiteside over DK-like moves. We got the best players available at the right time, and uh, we got players from the best defensive school in the first round. So it's absolutely incredible. I'm so looking forward to a football season. Andrew, how do you feel? Yeah, man, we didn't get cute. We didn't get cute, but we dropped it
2: like it's hot. Yes, sir. Freaking steamy hot. First off, guys, this is the first time that we've been united as a collective for the first time in a while. Last few episodes, we've kind of been, uh, you know, it hasn't been all three of us. So now we're back. It's the 44th episode. When I was younger, 44 was always my favorite number. I would make my players number forty-four in video games, and then I come to realize my birthday is February thirteenth. That's the forty-fourth day of the year. Was I was so born on the forty-fourth day of nineteen eighty-eight. And why do I say this? Because Javon Carter, number eighty-eight, baby. The <laughs> number oh, I'm I'm dropping my mic. I'm losing my sugar. <laughs> Dude, saying his name wrong and everything (laughs) this was the best draft and like here we are again saying this is the best the best eagles team of my life and now here we are and i'm saying this is the best the best draft i've ever experienced but it's not hyperbole it is we didn't get cute we we did like we're drafting defensive players from georgia we're drafting offensive players from alabama what a freaking concept I love this team more and more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see you and I see you. Uh, I'm just so proud of, of where we're at right now. I know that all of us were feeling a little uneasy after the end of last season, but now I need to redirect it to both of you because you two are crying up a storm. Oh, no, we're losing Javon Hargrave. We're losing our linebackers. We're not the same team anymore. Guess what, guys? We're better. We are better, and we are younger, and we are faster, and we are stronger, and you both can suck it. I'm just kidding. I love you both. I'm just so excited. Um, I need to, Ali, I'll start with you. Um, where are you, going into this draft, I mean, none of us, I don't think, expected to come out as excited, and we are going to go through the draft picks, but you were you were feeling uneasy at the end of last season. How do you feel now with these potential replacements?
1: I feel better. I feel better. I don't feel like we're going back to the Super Bowl just because it's still a really difficult game to get to and so many things have to go right for you. Injuries were not a factor for us for the most part last year outside of a couple of games with Jalen Hurts. I feel better going into this season knowing what we lost coming out of last season, but I will still be cautiously optimistic going
0: into the next season. That's fair. Alex? Yeah, I mean, listen, our our personnel on the coaching side is totally different. We lost our offensive and our defensive coordinator and brought in Matt Patricia as a defensive assistant. What a fall from grace he has. Going from Mm -hmm. coaching a team to now like a defensive assistant who probably won't even be on the field during the games. Uh, We haven't talked about that at all. Um, You know, I, I think from an actual like on paper standpoint, our team is freaking stacked. But... We also understand how important coaching can be, and we've debated this multiple times. We do it all the time. Is it the players, or is it the coaching? Can good talent outweigh bad coaching, or is good coaching making the talent look absolutely elite? So we'll just have to see. I will say, though, that regardless of what happens, we made the right moves here. Now... Does it mean that every draft grade and these guys will never fizzle out and there's no concerns whatsoever? I think there may be some concerns. Because Georgia had such a stacked team, a lot of these players rotated in. The biggest concern we had about Jordan Davis was his uh, conditioning. How many snaps is he going to be able to play? And he was gassed a lot last year. It's going to be the same thing for some of these defensive players coming in. Still think the talent is elite, but don't think that these picks don't come Without any fault. Yeah. Well, that's
2: that's everywhere. That's everywhere. And and I think that the reality is is that going into this draft, Javon Carter, our first pick, we we traded up from pick ten. Jalen Carter. Into, Jalen Carter. I said Javon. If, yeah. yeah, yeah if if said you Javon. said it
0: earlier in the episode too. Just know any good player in her team, Jalen's his first name. If you don't We're, know, just say Jalen, and you're probably right. Who's Javon Carter? I he You're thinking of Javon Hargrave. I'm yep. I think defensive that line. It makes sense. It makes sense. I forgive you.
2: Either that or a point speaking, guard for the Milwaukee Bucks. But
0: <laughs> speaking of which,
1: speaking of which, if you guys hadn't watched the clip of Micah Parsons reacting to the draft oh, of my Jalen goodness, Carter, dude. I mean, he made such a good point, right? Javon Hargraves leaves and goes to what? San Francisco, gets an eighty million dollar oh. contract. Yep. And then yep. knowing Jalen Carter coming in probably gonna sign about a twenty million dollar contract. That's a $60 million value that we gained on this elite <laughs> potential pro bowler coming in.
2: I'm excited. Micah, Micah was absolutely besides himself and it's hilarious. Like it just seems like he wants to be an Eagle. So bad. Uh, it's he so clearly, man. It's he so clearly. I'm fine with that. We can have Hassan Reddick and, and, and Micah Parsons, both, both coming in from opposite directions. Talk about, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll break new team sack records. Um, but we got Jalen Carter. He, not, not to be confused with Javon Carter. Sorry again about that, Jalen. Um, <laughs> when you eventually come on the show, of course. But Jalen Carter was viewed as the number one overall prospect. Obviously, we've all heard about the story. Um, you know, this comes with some character concerns. And just to kind of give mm-hmm. a quick synopsis of what happened. Um, he was involved in, you know, drag racing is illegal. He was racing. Uh, and it was the car. The other car that he was racing, uh, the two people that car crashed and the two people who were in that
0: vehicle, unfortunately passed away hours after they won a championship too hours. Just kind of reminds me
2: a- of, it sounds like the scene from remember the Titans, like didn't they go mm-hmm. out celebrating and then like a car comes and crashes into the linebackers car, something right. like that. Um, so, you know, drag racing is illegal. Yes. Uh, we have all been 20, 21 years old. And Look, this is something that Javon, uh, that Jalen, Jesus, that Jalen Carter is gonna have to live with. I know it's a, it's this is gonna be a forever struggle. Um, this is something that he's gonna have to live with forever, and I think that that is punishment. You know, on its own, um, accidents happen, and it sucks that it came at the cost of two innocent lives. But this was just it was a mistake. There was no intent behind it. You know, I don't want to play the comparison game, but like we really hear some yeah. some really poor character issues with, with abuse and things like that. So again, not to compare one against the other, but, um, he's coming to a team where he has teammates. He has Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean that he used to be teammates with people that he looked up to. So I think that this is the perfect spot for him to land. You, you just join a nucleus of a defense that has so much firepower already. So heck of a way to start off the draft, getting the number one prospect. And I can't wait to see, what he's able to do
0: yeah and really quick on his on his character i actually had um, a, a person reach out to me from from another fan base and had a discussion with me around and said like are you concerned i don't know if i'd want him on my team and and, and all of this and you know i think you kind of said it right there andrew is like he's gonna have to live with that guilt for for a while he lost teammates into there um you know i'm not proud to say it but man in my early 20s i was doing a lot of really dumb stuff there's a lot of stuff i look back on i'm just like man, I could have gotten pulled over or I shouldn't have been driving that fast or I was so close to to this. I actually lost a really close uh, friend I had throughout high school um, to a, to an accident where he was driving mm-hmm. too fast and he ended up hitting a tree. Um, I do think that we don't know his character, but I also think that he is going to be entering... You know, it's funny. I actually work with a colleague. He was an ex-NBA scout, and he said part of the Eagles' decision is also going to look at those character concerns and say, will he fit with the leadership style in our locker room? He said that there has been like very obvious NBA players that don't get drafted by specific teams because the locker room is too out of control. I think it when you look at who's at the helm of the locker room here, you have a leader in Jalen Hurts, you have these veteran guys like Lane Johnson, um, Kelsey, uh, who else, you know, um, you have the teammates there. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of accountability that's going to make sure that uh, this man doesn't end up like Henry Ruggs, who obviously never learned anything. But during that season, I'm not you know, I'm not trying to make any comparisons. The Las Vegas Raiders franchise was in shambles that year that he got into accident. They went through a new owner, coach, you know, Gruden got fired. There's all this stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And then you have guys like Jalen Hurts who has a locker room. Devonta Smith doesn't go out. He just, like, practices football every day and doesn't leave the house until he catches 100 passes, like – that's well, he, the should, he should he should go eat he in. should
2: eat at some point you know maybe he maybe have a meal put on yeah, some he, weight
0: he needs some more of those cheese steaks but right. um yeah i i share i share that i think only time will tell um but i do think that we're a really good landing spot for him i think a place like dallas would be detrimental to him because they're all trash
2: it's funny <laughs> yeah. It, I was kind. Of, I was trying to remember the player from a couple years ago whose whose draft stock slipped a little bit. Uh, so, Laramie Tunsil, I think, an offensive lineman. He was drafted back in 2016, and that you know he was viewed as a bit of a draft day disaster. I think he had a really he had a maybe had a poor combine. I I, I know Jalen had a really bad combine, and this was like right after the incident happened, and he put on some weight. His combine numbers were really low. Well. Laramie Tunsil, someone who was also viewed as a character struggle, he's now the highest paid offensive lineman in all of the NFL. So, hey, I'm hoping Jalen can follow suit. It's like, okay, let people have their questions or have their character questions and just go prove it on the field you know go earn that high you know highest paid contract all that good stuff but uh, it did kind of remind me of was it the gas ma- the weed mask where it was just <laughs> there was a picture yeah. of him that circulated yeah, yeah, yeah. with like he was a smoking, sm- weed, through smoking a mask. weed through a
0: gas mask and that and that yeah. well, you never stir- smoke weed through a gas mask are you even living <laughs> <laughs> seriously
2: just let the guy just let the guy have some freaking fun let, so again there are levels there are are levels to kids being you know kids being kids yeah um but hey uh it, it is not out of the question for somebody who was uh, you know questions on draft day to really prove themselves so i'm
0: excited yeah ali any thoughts on on all of that and then we'll kind of get into some of the other picks
1: yeah, so I, Javon Carter. Uh, we got to keep the name up, Andrew. I'm sorry, I just
2: got I don't. to. Don't. We're going to
0: – people are going to, like, unsubscribe. I mean, these guys have no <laughs> idea what the heck they're talking about. He's
2: a he's the backup point guard on on the freaking Milwaukee Bucks. Just don't, you know – Look, you know, I got basketball mind right now. Sixers play – Sixers Celtics start tonight. That's oh it's my bad. It's my bad, guys. My Is Embiid playing? Is Embiid playing? It's looking grim. I suppose okay. there's still hope. Okay. It's hilarious. Right. What? Yeah, go, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I, I I like the pickup. I think that you know if he hadn't gotten into that incident with the drag racing, he would have definitely been picked up top five at least. Um, I was honestly personally surprised that we were able to get him. I, I didn't ant- I wasn't even entertaining the idea that we were gonna get Jalen Carter uh, within the top 10. and then when I saw how he jumped to pick number nine, I, I was was like, oh bo- oh boy, here we go, right? We know um, was coming. We knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. Yeah. I didn't want to like just you know. I didn't want to get my hopes up, but um, no, I was definitely frightened.
2: Yeah, I was just gonna say because the bears, the bears had picked number nine. They picked right before us, and I was looking at the bears like they could very well use Jalen Carter, yeah, and I was really 100%. worried that they were gonna. I'm like, we're so close. We're so close. Like, who was it? It was a uh, one team took a Witherspoon. I think it was a, a cornerback, and it felt like it was a bit of a reach. And then seeing Bijan go number eight, like our board, our Bork- our boy Colin called it on the, he said, I could see Atlanta taking Bijan when they took, I'm like, this is, this could actually happen. So, yeah, sorry to cut you off. No, 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 no. And I, and I,
1: I think it's, it was to like there, I saw a couple of mock drafts that had the bears taking Jalen Carter. So mm-hmm. I for sure didn't think that we he was going to be there by the time we got to pick 10. But to your point Alex about coming into a program that is well-rounded and has leaders. Uh, I mean just look at the defensive line. We've got Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, like these are guys that he's going to look up to and learn from. Even if both those guys this is their last year, like that one year alone is going to have a tremendous impact on the guy. And then on top of that you guys guys you got guys like Slay, you've got guys like Uh, Bradbury and and all the other leaders that you mentioned on the O-line and and on the offense I feel good about this guy I think he made a mistake Um, I'm hopeful that he learned from it it definitely looked like he was he was sweating bullets on draft day I mean the fact that he came out just bawling his eyes out like he just it was almost like a relief that he got drafted knowing that he had to go through what he just went through over the last couple of months yeah Um, I'm I'm hopeful that this guy is going to Gonna gonna do good things and and he's gonna have a positive life outside of football.
0: Yeah, I just I absolutely cannot wait to to see him. Apparently, he was wearing midnight green socks to the draft, so like I think he had his mind made up on where he wanted to go. Um, here's a really interesting stat: the Eagles used only one of their own picks to draft players this year, and that was pick number thirty, Nolan Smith, <laughs> who a lot of mocks had Nolan Smith going at our ten spot. The other six players drafted came from other teams' picks via trades. This yeah. was just like so wonderfully orchestrated. And when you see teams that stock up on this caliber during the draft, it's usually after teams tank or they don't have a good year. They have a lot of high picks. The fact that we just went to a Super Bowl and loaded up on these guys is pretty insane. I, don't, I didn't actually see any draft uh, mocks that had Jalen Carter coming to us because it was so unlikely that he was going to fall that low um nolan smith (laughs) (laughs) oh my god at 30 i mean can we just i i I, it it, it didn't even seem like a possibility and as the picks started coming in and as we started getting closer well our phones were insane I, i mean every single group chat i mean every you guys were going nuts and then the pick came across Nolan Smith. I thought maybe he could go to Dallas. Didn't. Fell to us. Wild. I,
2: I swear. I, sw- I was so confident he was going to go to Dallas. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they've had a pass Nolan. Or maybe it was – I know that they've had Smiths uh, before, just like every other team. Uh, maybe Emmett. Maybe Emmett Smith. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking of. Um, and <laughs> They had a linebacker a couple years ago that I wanted the uh, the Eagles to draft. Maybe Jalen Smith. I, I Again, I could just be making up. It was probably Javon or Jalen. I don't know at this point. But I, I really thought that he was going to be a, a cowboy and he was going to be a player that was going to give us fits. Um, you know, another Sean Lee or, or another Michael Parsons. And, like, there was that wide receiver run that went in the 20s. It was, I think four straight wide receivers went. One of which was a wide receiver from TCU and all after feeling sick to my stomach from from PTSD of drafting a TCU wide receiver, Jalen Reger, for those who don't know, um, you know, Nolan Smith started to feel like a real possibility. And I know that that was a name that we have discussed uh, just as somebody who could be there at 10. So you get another Georgia Bulldog. You get another stud from the best defense in all of college football. You didn't overthink it. You you made the right pick. It fell right into your lap. This doesn't feel like something that happens to the Eagles where the rich get richer. You know, you just said we just won a Super Bowl and you're not expecting to to like find these treasures in the draft right afterwards. Like what are we? The two thousand four Patriots? Like that's what it feels like. We just find these gems that keep dropping right into our laps. So you know, what are we, are we the Broad Street Bulldogs now? Like, are we, are we just Georgia? Uh, are we, are we the Georgia Masters program? You know, like what, whatever it is, I'm loving this, this new way of doing things and just keep on, keep on bringing them baby. So love to see it.
0: Yeah. And, and just like for all of our listeners. um, So our number ninth pick Jalen Carter is a defensive tackle and uh, Nolan Smith is an edge rusher and boy this dude's highlight reel. wasn't he wasn't he running like a four he, he, i mean he's quick he, and yep, i'm he, just yep. saying dude you got his son right this guy coming at you are you kidding me like teams are like teams are so they're going to be so frustrated Yeah, um, no one smith had this. The-
2: he had the fastest 40 yard dash and the highest vertical <laughs> among all defensive linemen at the combine. Oh so my he's, a, goodness. he's a freak athlete. Oh my Absolute goodness. Absolute stud.
0: And then shortly after that, we get the announcement. <laughs> and I was listening to Ray Diddinger. Uh, I think I got that name right, Andrew. I know usually I'm like butchering all of these Eagles talents and Packer and Packard and all this, but I think I got Ray Diddinger right. It's Gingerer. Didding- and- J- it's yeah. Didding- yeah, yeah. And he he made a note after um, Jameer Gibbs went over to the Lions that we could potentially trade for DeAndre Swift, which, by the way, elite running back name. His name, his last name, Swift. That's like almost like your boy Kenny McIntosh, just because like he <laughs> should be in the Hall of Fame just for his name alone. DeAndre Swift is like a running back name. It's a beautiful name. Um, we traded a 2023 seventh round pick and a 2025 fourth round pick to get DeAndre Swift. So, yes, our defensive is stacked. We're going to talk more about some of our other draft picks. But I just want to name some names out to you here.
2: Well, he's another Bulldog. You know, while you're he on the topic bulldog. of Bulldogs, there's another Georgia.
0: Just, again, bring them all. Just keep them coming. Why not? Picture this offense. You have Jordan Milada, Jordan Milada, Jason Kelsey. Lane Johnson. Starting at quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Handing the ball off to DeAndre Swift with our one of the best tight ends of the league in Dallas Goddard. And you have A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. And we're not even talking about wide receiver three or four yet. Like Zacchaeus may blow up. There may be some other good players we're talking about. Those are just a few of the guys that are going to be starting on this offense. Guys, I've had fantasy teams way worse than that. Yeah. This is This is insane that this is our roster coming into a year after we went into the Super Bowl. It's absolutely wild. For those who
2: may not be familiar with DeAndre Swift, first off, he's from Philadelphia. So bringing a Philly boy back home is always sweet. Hassan Reddick, round two? Yes, thank you very much. How about this, guys? There are five players in NFL history who have rushed for 1,500 yards with an average of 4.6 yards per carry or higher and caught 150 passes in their first three seasons. Swift is one of them. Also in that group is Alvin Kamara, LaShawn McCoy, Christian McCaffrey and William Andrews, who I've never heard of. So it must be uh, he must have not played any time recently. But that's some pretty nice company. Uh, DeAndre Swift, he's in a contract year. He's still on his rookie deal. My man's making like one point seven seven mil. So again, Howie just let's bring in a player on their last year of their deal for a for a cheap amount, just like Gardner Johnson. I don't know if we'll be able to re sign Swift after this year, but hey, we'll cross that bridge when, when we get there. You just added another, comp- uh, an absolute home run hitter. Uh, flashback to a year ago, guys game one of the NFL, of the Eagles season was against the Lions. I don't know if you guys remember, but we got absolutely work. ran over. Yep. DeAndre Swift had 15 carries for 144 and a touchdown. They almost beat us. You know, like, we had that beautiful undefeated streak, but that almost ended week one, thanks to DeAndre Swift. Uh, this is just, it just adds, you know, you add to a stacked backfield already with, uh, with with Rashad Penny and Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott and Howie, man. Bravo. Bravo, Howie.
0: What do you think, you know, Ali, about the Swift pickup?
1: Alex, you, uh, I, I'm remembering a text that you sent on Friday night where you were like... He's 24! You were like, are we... <laughs> 24 he's 24 on his rookie deal you asked a uh you asked the question to the group you were like are we smart or are they dumb to be honest right now it looks
2: like they're <laughs> dumb yeah is there c all the above because i mean we're not even talking about the lions using the number 12 pick on gibbs who was looked at as a second round pick like that yeah was a leap and like, is that is that the smartest use of their assets you, you trade a stud running like i get drafting a new one okay your replacement but like, again, we we talk I, I, about running back. It that is that the best thing to do is to use your number twelve pick on a running back that might be a second round talent. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I think th- I
1: away. think this is I think this is why even though in the the era of the salary cap that we see these teams consistently be bad, like Correct. the Cleveland Browns, like the Detroit Lions, like the this is just bad management at work, and. And with the Eagles, I mean, how many NFC championships have we been to since Howie Roseman became the general manager? How many super Bowls have we been to?
0: I don't know if it's really bad management. I think the Lions have gotten significantly better. And I think they, with with Aaron Rodgers leaving that division, are going to be playoff bound next year. And they have a really good committee over there. I think what they gave up for Swift... And, you know, the fact – and, like, Swift does have some injury concerns, right? Like, I think other people – like, let's say there's a Carolina Panthers podcast. They may be looking at us saying, Miles Sanders has had his best year as a Philadelphia Eagle. Why would they get rid of him, right? So, like, I I wouldn't say that, like, we got a first-rounder, right? Like, but I like the fact – I like what we did more because if Swift doesn't cost you a lot, Jameer Gibbs isn't going to cost you a lot – you have a whole year to really figure out what you want to do, or even in the middle of the season, you can trade him before the season starts. Get him behind a vet. Um, they still have Jamal Williams, right? We talked about this. They still have Jamal Williams, who's I don't their think leader. So. Nope.
2: No, they bought nope. in David nope. Montgomery from the Bears. That's I think right. Jamal Williams may have gone he's elsewhere. At
1: New Orleans, yeah. He's at New Orleans.
0: New Orleans. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't want to say that like they're dumb and we fleece them because I do think they are building assets for a potential playoff run coming up. Um, yeah. I so. mean, like
2: even their wide receivers, they, they drafted Jamison Williams in the first round last year. He was hurt, I believe for maybe more than half of the season, but he started to play towards the end. They have Amron St. Brown. Love like they Saint have, Brown, man. Yeah. St. Brown's Brown. awesome. He's so awesome. they have a great offense. I guess like, you know, did the lions get enough in return for Swift? Cause if Swift's a talented player and his contract is that cheap, it's like, you don't have to be in a rush to trade him. Like you yeah, can that's what trade I'm him. Du- you can trade him during the season to, to a contender who maybe is dealing with injury woes. You know, you mm-hmm. could be the 49ers bringing in Christian McCaffrey, you know? So that's why it, it feels like they kind of, I don't know if they optimized their return, but then again, to your point, Swift is a running back. All running backs to a, to a degree are injury prone, but Swift has had some injury concerns and, you know, I guess if they don't look at him as a three-down back, which they've never given him that role, then maybe they're fine with getting a fourth-round pick in two years to supplement it, but yeah.
1: I mean, look, look at look at quarterback. Look at quarterback. The Detroit Lions traded Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff.
0: Not the most... Well, and picks, too. Ideal and, pick. And Stafford's... Right. I, I don't know if Stafford's ever going to return back to regular four. He did win a Super Bowl, though.
1: He did win a Super Bowl. And you can't tell me that Matthew Stafford is as good as... Jared Goff, or I'm sorry, that Jared Goff, Goff is as Go- good as Matthew Stafford. He's okay. not,
0: but Goff was Goff was dealing at the end of last season, guys. I'm just saying. I think Goff is is uh, he's like he's fine enough for
2: a team to be like to be a playoff team, but I don't know if Jared Goff is good it. enough. To- I, I,
1: no, yeah, and so he about. reminds me of like t- Taylor Heineke. That's like the level of talent when I think of Jared Goff. So they gave up Matthew Ooh, Stafford. Oh, I, an I
0: elite
2: that's, that's not. Yeah,
0: Taylor Heineke can't throw. Better.
2: Heineke yeah. can't throw the ball. He's like he's scrappy and he can run and he can win. But like yeah, Goff Gof Gof was can throw in, the a, ball. and
0: Goff was in a Super Bowl. I mean, he had an elite team. He was in a Super Bowl. He really rejuvenated the Lions this year. Upcoming, I do think we are going to have an Eagles Lions game coming this postseason and Jared Goff is going to lead them out of the tunnel there so like don't I'm not saying don't sleep on Jared Goff but I I think that we're about to see a new contender in that division because it's I mean I can't think of another quarterback outside of Jalen Hurts in the in the NFC so it's going to be Goff it may be Cousins I, I don't know like I don't know who else is who else is going to be to play with it has to be someone He's going to be, be starting.
2: Who's starting for San Francisco this year? I don't know. I think going they're to...
0: going to give it to Purdy, and then they'll realize after four weeks he was just a fluke last year. <laughs> that's what it's. You know, that's what's going to happen. They're going to go back to Trey yep. Lance. They're going to have to.
2: The Eagles gave him the permanent yips. He's yeah. just going to be seeing. He's oh, just going to be God. seeing ghosts for the rest of his. You career. know what?
0: They've really just started to like really get underneath my skin. Is just like one of the more annoying franchise, and I've always liked San Francisco. I love their legacy. I love Jerry Rice. I think their branding is really cool. When they came to uh, the link, they came in droves. Um, the The regular season game, not the playoff game, and they've just been whining and complaining the whole damn time. You sound yeah. like like just get over it. Y'all lost. Like just. I think
2: yeah, Bosa brother Nick Bosa, I think is a bit of a scumbag. Like that yeah, They're
0: cursing at us in the yeah, parking lot saying, "I'm rich. Yeah. I can pay my fines." I'm like, "All right, dude."
2: Have some grace, you know. Yeah. Have some class. Take Mr. this Bosa. L with
0: class. Take this L. With you can't. Class. You can't. You can't do it. All right. Let's get back into the draft. Let us. Yeah. So, so yeah. Go ahead.
2: Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, so we talked about our first round picks, and then in the second round, with the number, I guess that's still is that still considered the second round? Number sixty five, or maybe that's the beginning no, of the third third round. round. Yep. Third round. This website's wrong. Learn how to do math. So third round, we have back-to-back picks. So uh, we we traded up, I believe, to get the number 66 pick. Because originally, I think we just had number 65. So Howie did some wheeling and dealing in order to set us up for that back-to-back situation where we drafted an offensive lineman from Alabama. Love it. Tyler Steen. Hey, good. up. I think he passed the offensive lineman name test. I feel like Steen.
0: Agreed. S-T-E-E-N. Like steer. Like tough, strong, like, yeah. strong,
2: steen, steen <laughs> is Danish for strong. Uh, and then we, and then right after that, we take a safety out of Illinois, Sidney Brown, who I'm not going to pretend like I know a bunch about. I know that we had a Sidney Jones, I know that we had a Sheldon Brown, and now what I believe is we have uh, he is going to take the powers of both of them, such as like in Space Jam where you're taking the the monster power out of the basketball. Um, and he's just gonna be an absolute stud because his name's Sidney Brown. And so uh anyway, he's also a twin. Uh so there that's a fun fact. Um, and he was just another guy that like you hear about his skill set, you see the highlights, which every draft we look at these things like, oh, this guy looks incredible, but it feels like there's a lot of promise. So two absolutely solid draft picks that seem like they're gonna be able to at least have a good backup role. We're always looking for depth, especially on the offensive line and in the secondary um, it still looks like Reed Blankenship and Terrell Edmonds are going to start at safety, but Hey, you know, we, we want depth. We got depth. So would love to uh, pick your brains on, on, on these picks as well.
0: One yeah, thing so, about, um, yeah, go ahead.
1: Let, let me just jump in. One thing about Sydney Brown. Um, I'll always have love for temple in my heart. Uh, but my second alma mater is the University of Minnesota. And I root for their football team during the okay. college football season. Um, Last year, uh, the Minnesota quarterback threw what I thought was just such a routine pass that there's no other player on the field that could have caught that ball but the receiver. And out of nowhere, I see this kid from the University of Illinois because they play in the Big Sid Ten. The kid. Sid the Kid. Sidney Brown comes in. Intercepts the ball, and I was like, "Who the heck was this kid?" And now, guess what? He's an eagle. That kid is
0: an eagle. I'm excited to have him here. So, interesting fact about Sydney Brown: he's actually from Canada. His hometown is London, Ontario, which I thought was pretty interesting. And he is only five ten, so he's very, very, very short uh, for a DB. That's you know. I guess it's not unprecedented, but I think like those are like the immediate concerns with him. And he has a 10 inch, uh, a 10 and a quarter inch hand. <laughs> they have the hand stats now on all of these things because they rip on all these quarterbacks. Um, well, Jared Goff,
2: Jared Goff was known for the small hands. So, uh, well, so, so, it's so Ke- Kenny Pickett, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Joe can Burrow, pick it right. <laughs> Joe, Joe
0: Burrow. I remember Joe Burrow went on like, he's like, I don't know how I'm supposed to throw the ball with these ridiculous tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to grip of the ball with these ridiculous. Small I hope my hands, hands don't fail me, these tiny hands. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, w- once we start getting into like the third round, you start to really think about, you know, is like is Sidney Brown going to be the starter or not? Um, but uh yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Um it seems like everyone's really high up on him. Um NFL gave him a 6.14 uh really high athleticism score, so it looks pretty dope. And then back
2: to, to Steen real quick. So he's a guard from Alabama. I believe uh, we, we drafted Landon Dickerson. I believe he was also on Alabama. And I was thinking Cam Jurgens, but I think Cam was – was he Notre Dame?
0: Here, <sighs> yeah, we can probably find it really quick. Can't remember. Don't fail us now, Googs. Oh, oh, he plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh,
2: thank goodness for Google. Uh,
0: oh. Well, oh, yeah. While Alex is looking that I'm up. Sure, Nebraska. Yeah. He played for Nebraska. That's right, Corn oh. Husker. Oh, they white. that's strong. from the Corn Husker. Yeah. That's a strong
2: offensive lineman. Yeah. yeah.
0: School.
1: As our yeah. friend Colin would say, big burly white fella. Big yeah. burly white fella. <laughs> Fun fact about uh Sidney Brown, he's got a twin brother Chase Brown. He plays for now was drafted to to the uh Cincinnati Bengals. Plays a running back. Elite family, man. Could you imagine those those parents?
2: Just that's so awesome. This is like they Tiki should, and
1: Ronde Barber all over again.
2: That's yeah, it's exactly what I was thinking of. They need to like call them up and 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 like, you know, I don't know, uh ask I don't know. I don't know what I, where I was going. They the four of them should go get dinner and you know, uh, uh Sydney and his brother <laughs> should ask Tiki and Ronde, um, "Hey, do you guys like have any advice for us cuz like we're kind of like you?" And that I'm sure they'll Is ask all I have to like say that. about that. Yeah. Uh, they'll ask it just like um i guess to continue on with with some of these draft picks alex you'd send a screenshot i think like maybe during round one or two because we were talking a little bit about darnell washington the tight end from georgia uh there was a little bit of excitement maybe around him but there was also is it kaylee
0: ringo or kelly yeah it's like keely ringo i think it's like keely yeah i think so
2: we'll get better at these names i promise Mm -hmm. um but Ringo was another Georgia guy that we were looking at, you know, another position that we could probably use a little bit of depth. So sure enough, boom, Howie, I, I, I still don't, I like somebody pinch me. What is this? What is this whole thing where he's picking guys that like I support every
0: single round and I'm not
2: asking what, what are you doing?
0: Well, and apparently there's like a whole bunch of dismay against Howie Roseman across the league because like everyone feels just like he got like perhaps, Maybe just draft better. Perhaps, Perhaps don't like look at schools like NDSU and think that there's going to be all-stars that come <laughs> out of there. Maybe just look at like the team that had the best defense last year and the best offense and maybe get players from, from that team. So, um, yeah, uh, Kelly Ringo, that should be an interesting pickup. I mean, his highlight reel look, looked pretty good. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I sit here and watch a ton of college football stats. My wife already loses me uh, during the NFL season and like with the <laughs> show and everything like that. So like to do all this offseason, you know, <laughs> combine research is is really, you know, something that um, I'm, I'm happily married. I want to stay married. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it. it, it the, the formula is just very, very, very simple. Drop the best players available from the best schools into there and everyone gives you a hard time around the NFL. i'm just having a hard time i'm
1: having a hard time understanding how we keep getting these again we don't know how it's going to pan out college is very different from the nfl but looking at some of these combine scores they ranked kelly ringo as the 10th best cornerback in the 2023 combine and we got him in the fourth round i again i i asked the question are are they dumb or are we smart or is it a combination of the two
2: I mean is that where if you're the 10th best at a at a position to me I guess it it doesn't sound too far fetched for that person to go in the fourth round it just depends on I guess positions of need and if you're number 10 you know it's not if you're not first you're last you know or it's like if you're not the cream of the crop at that position then you can go anywhere from you yeah, know, you can go anywhere from the second round to the fifth round. It's, it's hard to say. Um, I, I feel like the only position at this point that I have questions about is punter. Like I was kind of secretly <laughs> hoping yeah, I was secretly hoping we would draft a punter. Cause, uh, but after Sipos had that beautiful end zone save last year and, and kind of uh, saved some, some points, I'm like, eh, whatever Sipos, you can stick around. I mean,
0: here's the biggest question. When we draft all of these Georgia players, um, you know th- this came up on on Reddit, and I think it's a really important thing to know because uh, we have all these Georgia players. Our you know wordmark is now with the uh, uh, Georgia G and like Bulldogs and everything. So the question is is how and when do I bark at children? Is there a particular cadence to bark? Should this only be done to bad children like Cowboys fans or indiscriminately? Thanks for assistance in this matter. And I think these are like some really hard uh, you know. Questions that we need to answer is like, when do we start barking the cadence? How often do we bark? Should we just draft the actual Georgia Bulldog at this time and just have, you know, I don't know the Bulldogs name, but I should probably get immersed in that side of the culture and bring him onto the field. Like, does he get treats? Does he roll? Like, does he do tricks? Mm. Like, I I don't know. These are really, really important questions.
2: But him and swoop need to like, they, they need to do something together. That because is an
0: insane marketing opportunity if I've ever heard one. We need to copy that right now.
2: <laughs> swoop, in, swoop in the Bulldog, a new Dr. Seuss book.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That's um, yeah, great. Anyway, what else do we want to talk about? We can end it short. Um, I'm just excited, man. I just can't wait for a freaking football season to start. I'm so, I am so looking forward to this year.
2: Yeah. I mean, Oogie? I'm trying to
0: remember Ooga, Oogie. Uga. Yeah, there's some Georgia know, think- fan on here. It's probably like cu- cussing you out right now. It's yeah, Oogie the bulldog. <laughs> Oogie.
2: Uga. <Ooga>. Javon Carter. <laughs>
0: I can say um, like ri- you know ugh. UGA. Yeah. Oh, it's pronounced U- Oogie.
1: Yeah, I mean it's UGA for University of Georgia, but I don't know how to pronounce. Right. Obviously, yeah. Uga. Uga. Um, No. So one of the things that I that I found pretty interesting about Bill Belichick was he always contact Nick Saban um, leading up to the next season to sort of get his take on different prospects that the Patriots were looking at. So if this is a a sort of a a sign of things to come where we're looking at the University of Georgia's program and really liking what's coming out of there and building a relationship with with that staff, um, I like it. I like it a lot.
2: I, I'm picturing Bill Belichick and Nick Saban having a conversation together, and they are both like two of the most monotone, like boring <laughs> speakers. So I'm picturing them just like literally grunting at each other, not even speaking <laughs> words, just being like, hmm. and then Saban's like, hmm. and then Bill's like, uh. and then he just knows. All right, right, I'll, I'll take that guy.
0: Ali, you have to make that into a short. That's hilarious. Just all right, sure. guys. Um, well, yeah, that was our little draft recap coverage. Um, so excited! I mean, we really couldn't have done any better. There's, there's no, there's no downsides to anything that we did. Like I said, you have to see how these players turn out and 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 how they pan out. I uh, just saw a tweet one hour ago. DeAndre Swift is at the Novacare Complex right now. He cool, baby, he's home. He's all, home. All smiles, man. It's just, it's so exciting. So we'll keep you posted on what's upcoming. Uh, hopefully, you know, the free agency is still not over. There's still a ton that could happen before the season. So if there's any new news, new uh, things that we should discuss, we'll bring you another episode. But if we don't, we'll see you all in a few weeks. Thanks for tuning in and check us out on YouTube. Peace. Peace. <laughs>